Alan Carter, the director of the television program, The Voice. Alan, good afternoon. How are you? Mr. Barfield, how are you, my friend? I am terrific. I appreciate your time today and and uh, look forward to our visit here today. Scott, me too. I, you know, I, 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 anytime I can get in touch with Waco again, I'm good with that. Hey, let, let, let's do that. And before, and before we talk baseball, and I know we're going to talk about you, your Texas Rangers. We'll get into that in just a second. Uh-huh. They, they are mine, you know. I, yeah, I, you, you got a little piece of the action, don't you? new ballpark get it kind of get us caught up on on the voice when you guys go live will there be a studio audience or or will you still have audience uh virtually oh oh my lord this is the time where i want to shoot the show in texas no (laughs) we will will not have we will not have an audience this time around you know things in california especially Southern California, Los Angeles County, you know, it's just very, very strict and tight here. So, no, it's going to be a while. Uh, I'm hoping, uh, with our exciting news yesterday, Ariana Grande being our new coach next season, uh, which we're really excited about. I know, right? Yeah. The the most followed woman, uh, most followed person on Instagram in the entire world. Uh, She's going to be one of our coaches. Uh, We suit that in late June, and we're hoping to have some audience then. And as season 21 progresses this fall, hopefully the, you'll see audience filtering back into the studio. So that's what we're hoping for. Okay, okay. I, yeah, I got to be a good reporter here. So you told us who a new coach is. Who's going to be? Uh, who's going to be taking a break? She's going to replace Nick Jonas. Uh, you know, that's kind of been the rotate, rotating chair, so to speak, yeah. over the years. And our mainstays, which is now Blake and Kelly and John Legend, will still be there. And so she'll take Nick Jonas's place. And uh, I, you look, sitting Ariana Grande, all of five foot one, whatever, <laughs> next to Blake is just going to be perfect. That that will be fun. Hey, so you had a substitute for Kelly last night, and I thought it worked out really well. Yeah, you know, this is one. Of, this is a non-COVID thing, but you know, in the middle of all this this business that we're all involved with here, it kind of becomes suspicious and weird, but, but frankly, Kelly woke up the the day before we were going to shoot that. We shot it about a month ago Mm -hmm. and, uh, she had strep throat, just straight up strep throat, no COVID and just, just couldn't talk. And so Kelsey Ballerini to her credit, jumped on a plane overnight, flew in, uh, studied a ton of tape and then kind of just kept texting, uh, Kelly all day long. We, we set Kelly up in her home, uh, a line cut or a, or a, 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 a video, if you will, a streaming video, so she could see what I was doing as far as when I was directing the show. So Kelly could actually watch what was happening, and then she would just basically text Kelsey and say, you do what you want to do, but I'll pick this person. You know, so it, it kind of worked that way, and Kelsey was really great. And as you see, she's adorable, and she fit right in. So right. it worked well. Finally, I, I got to ask you because this was—I thought it was kind of cool. Uh, we had a Waco guy make the program, uh, make the big show uh, this we this did. season. That was kind of cool. Yeah, nice guy. Unfortunately, he didn't make it out of last night's round, but um, <clears throat> really great guy. And uh, I thought he was incredibly talented. I thought he did really well on that song. But uh, there was something about the other—I don't even remember the guy's name. Anyway, but. Uh, uh, but Blake liked the, uh, the other guy, so he moves forward. But, yeah, it happens. But I, we've had a, several people from Waco. Holly Tucker, you know, it went mm-hmm. a long way uh, a while back. 
Um, so it's always great to see somebody from Texas or anywhere near my hometown. Do you, do it's always you, fun. When that happens, do you get a chance to visit with them, say, hey, uh, you know, what's the, what's, the, what's the going restaurant in town or, or anything like that? I try not to. You know, the thing is, is that we have so many, you know, we, we start off with like 80 or 90 people auditioning at the beginning of the season. So I don't want to meet any of them at that point. So, and I don't need to either. They're just standing on stage. So I've got 15 cameras. If I miss them, I suck. So, but anyway, I don't really get involved with them until there's only about 11 or 12 left and we're in live shows and they're actually taking control of the stage by themselves. Then I really start getting involved with them and getting to know them a little bit and trying to find out what makes them tick and and, and what, what they like to do as a performer and allowing them to be able to perform the way they need to perform. So, uh, so unfortunately, no, I, I really didn't kind of connect with that guy, and, and which is obvious because I don't even know his name at this point. <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's let's talk some sports here real quick. Okay, so basketball, UCLA in the in the Final Four. You had you had UCLA and USC in the Elite Eight. Is obviously not, but what, what could you feel a vibe in in town about UCLA and basketball, or is this just such a pro sports town that they kind of get lost sometimes? Yeah, you know, that's kind of gone away. The, the UCLA mystique is no more in this town. It really isn't, especially since their football team has been so awful for so many years now. Um, so, yeah, there was none of that, actually. And I, 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 you know, and I have a lot of USC fans uh, that are friends, and they, I didn't really hear a lot from them either. I think it was a surprise. I think it's been a surprise to the whole town. And frankly, I don't care because how about them Bears, right? That's exactly that right. Was, that, it's been so much fun watching that because as you and I both know, since we grew up in that town, futility and Baylor basketball have gone hand-in-hand hand for decades. So it's it's a lot of fun watching the Baylor Bears being in the Final Four, especially against a former Southwest Conference school like Houston, right? I mean, the two schools from Texas in the Final Four, have we ever had that? I don't know. And that's a lot of fun. Yeah, I mean, and you're right, and there's some ties there, Alan, with uh, one assistant coach from Houston and his son is an assistant coach for, for Baylor, so there's a tie there. There's all kinds of ties, and, you know, obviously Baylor had to beat Arkansas, another Southwest Conference foe, just to, to right. get into the game. So right. it, very cool for for, uh, for us. So do you guys get to talk to – I mean, do you talk that – that I mean, about that kind of stuff, uh, uh, you know, in, in, in the greater L.A. area? I mean, or, is, or again, I might ask, is it just, a, you know, let's talk Dodgers let's talk Clippers let's no, talk, you know yeah yeah you know with my buddies my, my my three closest buddies here in town one of them is an LA Rams fanatic the other one is a Dodger fanatic and the other one is a Laker fanatic and so uh, you know depending on who I'm talking about talking to that's what we talk about so <laughs> I you know I again I don't really follow any LA teams at all the only LA teams I follow are the LA Kings and the reason why I follow the Kings is that the Dallas Stars were actually the Minnesota North Stars when I lived in Texas, when I moved out to California. So we didn't even have hockey in Texas when I lived there. So the Kings are really the kind of the only team I follow out here in L.A. Everything else, it's the Cowboys, it's the Rangers, it's the Mavs. I'm on still all of Texas in that front. So when I talk sports, I'm always just texting buddies in Texas about the Texas teams. That's kind of that's kind of my circle. All right. Speaking of your circle, let's talk about the Rangers. I know you're a Ranger fan. Uh, new general manager, uh, old general manager, kind of bumps up to to president. And when you start looking at this roster, 
Alan. I mean, this is this is a total rebuild when you start looking at the Rangers. I mean, this is we were talking about it just a few minutes ago. I mean, you, you some of these names you don't even recognize. It's tough, Tom. I mean, you know, I, I was really researching this the last couple of days, and this this organization has been in existence since the '60s as the Washington Senators, right? So they moved to Texas in '72, and so now they've been the Rangers. In the entire organization's existence, this organization has never had five losing seasons in a row. Well, guess what season number we're on here, Tom, of having a losing season again? Five. Don't tell me that. And so, and so, I I, look. I'm an optimistic guy. I'm a happy guy. I'm I'm always going to root for my team, no matter how lousy or good they are. But when we look at this roster and what they've been doing, and especially the disaster that the pitching staff has gotten into with injuries. I just don't see any way around us not losing to the fifth season in a row. And it, that's, it's hard for me to say because, I, you know, John Daniels, I felt, is a really competent general manager. And Chris Davis, the, the new general manager, we all hear wonderful things about. So, you know, I, I, and, I, and, I, and I turn to the Ruby Odor situation as optimism because, really, could we have put up with another year of Ruby Odor? even though we, we kind of loved him so much way back when, right? Or are we really glad to see him go? I know from this chair, I'm glad to see him depart. I, I just was – I never was a Rugnet Odor fan. I always thought that the Rangers just made a mistake there, and, and I think that they finally come to that conclusion, and they kind of kicked him to the curb. Well, you know, I, 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 I'll, I'll be the, the sucker on, on the lollipop here. <laughs> in 2017, when they signed him to that $47 million deal or something like that, I thought it was a brilliant sign because he was an up-and-coming second baseman. He was hitting the ball. He had just hit Jose Bautista in the face on national TV, and we were all brimming with pride on that one. And then we, we avoided arbitration with him. We didn't have to sign a $100 million deal, which has kind of become the norm with these young players. So I thought it was a really great signing. And then the last three and a half, four years happened. And so obviously, Ruggie was not, I mean, Ruggie became the real Ruggie after he got the money, I guess. I don't know. I don't know if it was the punch and the swagger or it was the money or what, but obviously this cat is just not a consistent professional baseball player and and he may land somewhere else and I've, I've heard a lot of talk on this as well because obviously he's very humbled at this point and you know humble you know when, when you're humbled you, you kind of change your attitude about things right so maybe he's now coachable i don't know but unfortunately that's 27 more million dollars this team has to eat to see him go play for somebody else now, the the ballpark. Have you uh, are you going to get a chance to 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 get to Texas and see the new place? Yeah, I'll try it as soon as I can. Um, fortunately, my wife and I have planned to trip out of the country here next week. Wow, that was a really bad timing. I know my fault. <laughs> anyway, so when when we come back, absolutely, I'm going to try to get down there and see as many games as I can. I've got a couple of buddies that have season tickets there, so I'll be I'll be sitting with them, but. As much as I can, man, I'll make it down as much as I can because the place just looks incredible. All right, you've looked at the roster. You know that you know you, you know who's playing the middle infield positions, and uh, 
you know what the pitching staff looks like. And of course, uh, we just, you know, LeClerc is going to, he's getting the Tommy John surgery, so he's not going to be available this year. You know what yeah. it all looks like, Alan. Can they get to five? Can they get to 500? Well, you know, that, that would be the playoffs for me is to get to 500, right? Yeah. I mean, if, if we can end in the end of September and we're at 500, to me, that, that's like being in the playoffs. Uh, now, look, I went to spring training last week. I saw three games last week, and I really felt like the offense looked completely different than what I've seen the last three or four years. And what I mean by that is I, I didn't see guys chasing bad pitches. I saw them. Uh, waiting for the proper choice on pitches. I saw him driving the ball. I, I just, I, I, it, it felt, I don't, it's hard to describe. It just felt different. So I'm extremely optimistic that our run average is going to go way up this year. The problem is, is we're going to have to outscore our opponents because as we've seen just in the two exhibition games, the last two days, uh, our pitching staff is just, is just going to be, you know, below par as far as the rest of the league is concerned. So, we're just going to have to compensate for that with offense, I guess. But I am encouraged by by Woodward. I, I, I like Woody. I like what he has to say. I just, we, you know, we have to wait to see if he can actually implement that and if the new general manager, Chris Davis, can give us the players in order to do that. Because, I mean, you know, did you realize that the elder statesman on our team right now is Joey Gallo? <laughs> you, he is the longest-term Ranger on the staff right now. Wow. I, I didn't. I didn't even think about that. So he he's the he's the savvy veteran in the clubhouse, Joey Gallo. That is correct. That is correct. And speaking of the clubhouse, who's leading that clubhouse? Who's the leader? Who's the Adrian Beltre? Who's the Michael Young? I, is it Joey Gallo? I don't know, man. Kind of Falefa. Maybe I, he doesn't seem to be the kind of guy who you know pounds his fists and leads, but he certainly has the ability as far as proving it on the field, right? So I don't know. I don't know. It's 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 a trying time for our favorite ball club here and I'm going to try to be as optimistic as I can be and I agree with you if we can hit 500 by the end of September, I'm a happy guy. Alan, appreciate it. Thanks so much for your time uh, and uh, look forward to uh, to seeing the rest of this season and uh, and looking forward to season 21 of the Voice and we appreciate your time today. Absolutely, and I want to get down to a Baylor football game this fall too. So maybe I can see your face. This yeah, great. yeah, come hang out. We we'd love to ha- we'd love to have you as a guest host on our pregame show. That'd be fun. Oh, that'd be fun. That sounds fun, man. All right, let's sounds do great. it. All right, talk to you soon, Alan. Appreciate it. All right, that is Alan Carter from Los Angeles. I'm